You're listening to Crying for Information. There's 100% chance your testosterone will rise while listening to this beast. So i um, got a full hour plus long podcast for you guys. So I don't think my intro slash chiloquy needs to be very long. Um, I do need to give you my NFL power rankings heading into the next week. But um, regarding the league, we just passed week four. I feel really great about us. You know, we had those moments early on. Um, but I, f- I feel stronger than ever. This pod tonight is awesome. Um, I'm so happy it worked out the way it did. Um, you'll see why when you get to listen to it. But overall, it was just a great pod. I think our fantasy league is in a great place. Um, week five has some really big matchups. I didn't preview them in the pod, which I'm now just realizing. Um, also, because I love you guys so much, I'm recording this after the pod right now to make sure that this is out around 7 in, in the morning. Um, or I'm even going to try and upload it tonight. But um, looking ahead to week five, this is a big week. Um, I host uh, the Daytona Host Daddies plays myself, the Alpha Beasts. I'm going to put Dylan in his place. I'm going to put him in his place. That's all I'm going to say. The Learners football team plays the Beastcocks 3-1 and one versus 2-2. Two and two. PD Pablos and Get Downs on it in a possibly a Loser Leaves Town game. 1-3 and three versus 1-3. and three. The Cake Stand Stand versus the G-Spot at 2-2 two and two and versus 2-2. Two and two. Nucci in the Huddle 2-2 two and two versus 1-3. and three. Dirty Mike's Meat Locker. Dirty Mike Needs It. And Take a Shot versus Deach's Peaches, which you'll hear about in the episode. Um, really big week coming up. Can't wait to see how everyone does. I think the league's in a great place. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens after week five. Now, to your Beasts NFL Power Rankings, number one, I have the Cardinals. Uh, I don't think there's much of it out there. The only undefeated team. Murray looks incredible. I will say, I mentioned it last week, I think they're going to blow their load early. I do not think they win the Super Bowl. I do not think they're in the NFC Championship game. That's just my honest opinion. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. They look like a goddamn unit. Congrats to Nooch. I'm proud. I'm happy for you. Uh, huge game against the Chiefs this week. We'll see what – well, I, that's a big game because I think the Chiefs are kind of blowing some leads early on. And I think it comes down to this week for the Chiefs. Uh, let's see if they show up against the um, against the Bills. But the Bills are my number two team. My number three team is the Los Angeles Chargers. In my first game, I put them at number five to start the year. I have a wager on them to go over their win, uh, win limit. I think they're going to hit. Uh, I love Justin Herbert. I love their coach. I love the way they play defense. I love their wide receivers. I think the Chargers are a great team. They also have Eckler. Their line's good. It wouldn't surprise me if they're in the AFC Championship game. Um, My number four team, this is where I can't believe I'm adding them, the Cowboys. The Cowboys look like a unit right now. They definitely have one of the most talented rosters in the league. Based off their first three games, they're not a team you want to mess with. I don't know if they'll be there similar to the Cardinals. They might be on, they might be on my top five very soon, but I think it's obvious they have to be in the number four team. And number five, the Cleveland Browns. Um, they're playing like a unit other than their first loss to the Chiefs. They've been a great team, um, great run game, great defense, great all-around team. Um, nothing bad to say. Uh, and that is my NFL top five power rankings. I think you guys are in for a treat of an episode tonight. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Enjoy. So week four of the fantasy football season has concluded. I am your host, Alpha Beast, a.k.a. the owner of the Alpha Beasts, and you are now listening to Crying for Information. So week four has just ended in our fantasy league, and boy, did I have a special show planned for tonight. Unfortunately, my guest, Mr. Ryan, we'll call him just Mr. Ryan, his first name's Ryan, um, owner of Take a Shot, could not join us. And honestly, I'm kind of thoroughly disappointed. He needed to, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh my God. I, I think I'm seeing something in my eyes. He's muted right now, but Ryan Charter joined the show. He wasn't supposed to be here tonight. Charter, thank God you're here. I was just talking down on you for not coming. Oh, Chris, thanks so much for having me on tonight. Yeah, I uh, really didn't have anything else going on tonight. Just got back from playing some golf, <clears throat> watching the Bruins and Capitals in the preseason here. Nothing else, uh, nothing else on. That's what you do. I had just doubted you. I didn't think you were going to show, and you know, I guess the, you really are the bad boy of fantasy, almost turning down the commissioner on his podcast invitation, and then the last second appearance. Let me tell you, ballsy, but I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, Chris, uh, listen, I think there's some uh, stuff we need to clear this episode. This episode is a long time coming, uh, and I just want to get out in front first and foremost. I think you've been dragged through the mud, and um, this won't be an apology episode for me, but there's definitely some stuff we need to clear. No, no apology needed. I mean, we'll clear the air. There's no real. The whole fascinating part of the season for me is that the drama that get, gets created in the group me, um, it's even worse than NBA Twitter or NFL Twitter. Um, everyone has an opinion. And if you have an opinion, it's just needs, they feel like it needs to be heard. And sometimes some owners in our league, no names to be mentioned, can be sheep and follow the movement. Um, and that has led to some issues. Um, obviously, I love our league, but the drama can be high. Yeah, you know, we, we, we can't all go 4-0. Um, some Nobody's weeks, some guys are going to lose. Nobody's right? 4-0. Nobody's 4-0 right now. So the storylines unfold just like the NBA. But, yeah, it feels like our group chat's been a giant episode of Kellerman and Stephen A. lately. No, the takes, of, takes are hot. Um, and, you know, I think that's what makes the league great. Now, Charter is drinking a glass of wine. I have an IPA. You can imagine who deadlifts more. Um, so... What we'll go into now is I think do you want to cover week one first or should we just go to you go to court? Do you want to go to court right now or should you hit we hit week one first? We're we're on to a hot start. Sorry, Chris. To to be honest, uh you're the host, you're gonna run the show, obviously, but I'd like to get right into it if uh if you don't mind, and then we can do week one after. Perfect. I gotta stop beating because and um Sam, because you know we don't say first names anymore, will call me out. <laughs> yeah, we uh we don't speak of who he, who, who must not be named. No, we don't talk I think about that. something, uh, something he's looking forward to this week besides just the podcast. All right. So um, I guess what we'll do to start is I'll kind of play judge Judy. Um, and you know, we'll, 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 we'll go through everything. Um, and we'll let you clear the air, clear your name. Um, now for me as commissioner, right. The only thing I really had a problem with, obviously I know where you live trustworthy individual um, might make a mistake here or there, but Hey, who doesn't um, for me, I kind of just didn't really want to set any tones right away. And as I talked about earlier, the drama kind of just made things heat up and I had to put my foot down at one point this year. And um, so first off, before we get at, there's no ill blood blood between me and the owner of the um, take a shot. You know, I just think that uh, as commissioner, I had to put my foot down and show the fellow owners that, you know what I'm here I'm in charge and I'm large. Although I'm 60 pounds lighter than I was my senior year, I will still get into a three-point stance, shoot the gap, have my hands tight, and blow you off the ball. And I'll do that to you mentally and as commissioner of the Fantasy Football League. So um, that's just the first statement I want to make, that no bad blood between me and Ryan. And that kind of is why I had to shoot, shoot um, 
I, I had to shoot the gap like I was John Smith breaking Casey's nose, right? That's just what I had to do. Um, so all you charter, I feel like we're in for a special one tonight, by the way. It might have been the drinks or whatever, but we're in for a special one. Yeah, like I said, long time coming on this one. And Chris, if I can set the stage for us here, um, yeah. you know, this has been a three-headed monster that uh, that has created um, created such problems for us, I think, as a league to start. And you got caught right smack in the middle of it. Um, I guess I'd like to set the stage first just by talking about the owners meeting, right? We had the owners meeting, we had draft night, and then we had, of course, Paygate. Um, you know, the owners meeting, uh, that really set me off on the wrong foot. Um, you know, as you know, definitely, uh, definitely like to go and check out the scene during the summer, right? Going to tall ship for the first time. And it was a great scene that night. And, um, this is the first uh this is the first year where the ownership meeting right it, it really took a took a front seat into to what our league's all about you know we had the trophy presentation we had um a lot of reveals in terms of like what we're going to do about the league and all the credit to you and all the different uh ways we got people geared up for this season now that night for the ownership meeting uh although you know, we had this on the agenda, right? I, I decided to do what I do. Um, and, and I went out with a couple of friends at tall ship and thought I'd do, you know, the meeting on zoom and it didn't, uh, didn't go as planned. Um, so my first mistake there was, I think, trying to, to make th- two things happen at once. Didn't take it uh, as seriously as, as I should have, right. For the ownership meeting for this year. And, uh, that falls on me and not on you. Mm. Now I will say it was disappointing. You weren't there now. I was annoyed by it, but not, I do understand the idea of that. I think I can zoom from somewhere. You should have just thought like I'm in East Boston. Like the only thing here is a casino and a ship um, and there's not going to be service. Right. So yeah. I, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the phone zoom. And I can imagine that um, it's actually funny because when I was introduced to the fantasy football league um, and I had, was going to be offered Haas's spot. I was at um, a Red Sox game on my first date. And, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, you'll think you'll be able to pull it off. Awesome. Like I was there. I've been um, like, you think you can pull things off like that? And that it is hard. So I do understand that. Um, but I, it was more the fact of like the owner's meeting was set. Um, and I think that's where it, it kind of ticked off some people was that um, you stating after you tried to come back in. I didn't see the admin button. Maybe my Zoom wasn't working. Um, but for me, it was that, yeah, it was like, just own up to it. And I think we're past that now. Um, yeah, Chris, you, uh, you bring up a good point that actually segues us in, um, to the more important matter and that's draft night, right? So the Red Sox game, uh, draft night happens and here's where I need to fall on my sword, but also clear the air a bit here. Granted, I was planning on drafting on my phone, Yes. whether that, whether that be at home, whether that be at the Red Sox game. The group me going off so 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 frequently, I think something that got lost in translation, and again, this was probably all, all my fault, was it got confused that I had first said that the tickets had been in my lap for a while, and then there was a discrepancy about the date of the draft night, right? The fact of the matter is that I did get those tickets that day, I think when it, when it came down to it and I finally said, you know what, I just got the tickets. It looked like I was going back on what I said and I wasn't being truthful. Um, fact of the matter is I, uh, 
I chose going to the Red Sox game uh, that day and thought I could pull it off because, you know, I'd pulled it off before. I, I, I drafted on, uh, on different occasions when I'd been at different games, thought I'd be able to do it again. Now, was it my fault that I thought I could do two things at once again? Yeah, I should have learned my mistakes since the owner's meeting. One thing that has to be said, no one likes the guy who auto-picks. But the fact of the matter is, I was there for a good majority of that draft, I believe over half the draft. And I don't need to clear my name because I'm not 4-0. But I think it's, uh, it's rash to say that I wasn't completely there on draft night. And I think because it was my second offense of wrongdoing in the league, mm-hmm. that gets lost in the weeds a little bit. I was there for over half the draft. I consciously took Dak Prescott as well as a couple other picks. Now, Still a lot of uh, a lot of things now, that could have done I'll, better. I'll let you keep going, but I think the one thing that if you are going to end up auto drafting uh, in any fantasy league, I would never do. It. I, I, fantasy football is my life. I'm the commissioner, right? It's all that matters to me. I think you almost have to try and auto draft in the mid rounds because it's it's when you have your first round pick, it's something that I think a lot of people look at. Like at number five this year, I kind of knew unless Dalvin Cook was there, I was taking Travis Kelsey. Like it was one of those two options. So if you're like, if you're going to auto draft, like it's got to be in the mid rounds. Cause that's when you're not ready. The, the noticeable first three rounds is I think what is so bad about it was what made it look so bad. It's not like you agree more. It's not that like, cause if you're in round seven and you're trying to true, let's say this year, you might be trying to choose. All right. Do I find want to get my first, do I want to get my quarterback? Or am I going to take, for example, someone like, I can't remember the draft exactly, but I'd assume a seventh round pick was like, uh, I know I got Jalen Hurts in the 10th, so I'm going to say like Lamar Jackson. Like, do I want to take Lamar Jackson or like the 20th best running back, 20th best running back or quarterback or wide receiver? And then you start thinking to yourself, you can't make up your mind, right? And then you're at the seven second mark and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, right? So it's, it's acceptable at that point or acceptable is the wrong word. It's plausible at that point. But I think the fact that it was the first three rounds and we were all so gassed up to like finally draft is what, what led to one, um, it looking so bad. And also, because, you know, I have to play both sides here. I mean, it didn't make me happy that night, but um, it looking so bad. And then it kind of just being like, dude, where is he? Like, we know. And I think also if you hadn't messaged, if you hadn't messaged the group me or Snap, um, I, so this is where the honesty was nice. I don't think anybody knows. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, Chris, good, uh, good way to put it there. And uh, I think the exposure is what hurt me. Um, one thing I, d- I did want to admit, and I think this was a tough part of what happened that night. I had the second pick. Right. Everyone knew who was going one. Most people knew who was going two. So I really made the mistake of taking up everyone's time. Right. So for the first couple of rounds, when I went on auto, I probably thought it was going to be more okay. If everyone knew who I, who I was going to be picking, mm-hmm. um, whether I was online or not. Now, that being said, there's nothing worse than the guy who takes a couple of minutes to take the pick, even if, especially when it's that obvious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to follow my sword. The first, first couple rounds is where I really made the mistakes. I think I went either Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler right after that. And then the Dak Prescott pick was myself and then the Chris Godwin pick and so on. But yeah, no, I, I, I think you have a good stance on it. And, um, no, the guy interrupt. I'm sorry. Are you watching the Dodgers the game? I'm actually not. I'm watching I have, so the Dodgers bases, Dodgers, Dodgers bases loaded bottom third down one, nothing. I have the Cardinals plus 200 first five and full game 
full urine on both this ground out into the double play bases loaded one out let's go you I put a couple that, of shillings on that uh yeah full unit I'm, i got a little while i'm up this week so we'll see okay. plus 200 payout for both so we'll see october baseball you can't beat it no um but <laughs> but back to what you were saying yeah i mean the draft I, I think because the draft night is such a sacred night like i know i had practice i can even remember everything i had. practice performance enhancers draft that was my night like a little bit of food like i like i have a buddy who almost came out over, over every night over uh, august because he's also at home and i was like you can't come over like that's just going to be a nutso night like i know like I, I, you're going to see me in front of the TV. I think it's that because it's so dedicated. It's um, time management, but it's priority management too. The priority, you can't have it both ways. I had the Red Sox and draft night and I got to pick and choose. Here, here's the deal. I think this would be worse if the Sox hadn't made the playoffs. And then also, I know I told Colin, we want to talk about baseball. Um, Yankees suck. Uh, Sox and one. Um, Green Monster is greater than Gene Conler Stanton. Um, My, but, and Mike. Mike too. And Mike, Mike, Mike yeah. <laughs> um, but because of, um, I think because they made the playoffs, it was worse. Your comment, like if they play in the playoffs against the Rays, this will be worth it. Well, we'll see if it's worth it. I mean, this is this is kind of what I'm getting into here, and I think it was Cenas who, you know, probably take a listen to this. The last time I checked, wasn't even um, included in the league, and you know, I know we have stuff changing possibly no, next no, year, but I'm pretty no, sure Cenas. I'm pretty sure Cena said something like, ah, once in a lifetime, you can't miss the Rays coming into town. And, uh, you know, lightning could strike, could strike twice. And I wanted to make sure I saw him before it really started to matter this fall. Um, and as you know, we're moving on, moving on to plan this series. And, uh, hey, you know what? I'm still in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the hunt here for the playoffs and fantasy too. So, um, I guess you can't have it both ways. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, um, I mean, it was worth it. And we'll see. I mean, thankfully, we'll get into pay gate in one second. Um, but thankfully, you did end up drafting the team the rest of the time. Um, I think personally, if it, as commissioner, I'm going to set this straight, straight right now. Everyone needs to be at the draft next year. There's no ands, if, or buts, right? Like, after the amount of stress this caused and all that, if you're not, if you're auto drafting, then it's uh, not a mistake. And it's cause you want to do something else. Um, I got that ba- I got the two phones, one for myself and one for a new owner, right? You're getting the, the new owners getting the call and you're taking the boot, right? As my boy, Kevin states, one for myself and one for the new owner. So be prepared. Everyone needs to be there. Let's see. This is made at the, 15 minute mark of the zoom. So after I do my NFL power power ranking intro tomorrow, we'll probably be like the 20th minute of the power rankings of the podcast. Let me tell you, the power rankings are going to be fucking amazing. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Oh my God. Ready to roll, ready to roll. Ready. Go. Um, and one last thing, I I'm sure this is going to come up. Colin Scott usually will point this one out. Oh, oh we don't use full names. Uh, uh, Colin, 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 times, Colin is- Scott's tots. Colin will point this out. Probably coward. Um, Scott's Tots will point this out. You know, a lot, a lot of people who play fantasy football will point this out. Just use a laptop, right? Everyone else likes to do the laptop thing. Now, granted, you got to have ass and seats to do the laptop thing. 
I, I usually have... I usually have a laptop that sounds like it's taken off from JetBlue any second now. And you guys have been in classes with me. So, you know, the phone the phone usually is for me. But, hey, maybe I'll have two phones next year. No, exactly. Um, and we'll see. I mean, thankfully it all worked out. I mean, if you're – I think it worked out well for you because your team's two and two. And we'll get into teams in like five minutes after we go over Paygate. Um, and I don't think I honestly don't think Paygate needs to be long. I think we can just kind of get it out because I think the whole – or Paygate was a little bit – Overblown is the wrong word because Peter wasn't treated fairly last year, um, but it was very, uh, it was very miscon. I, I don't really want to give it a word. I'm gonna have a yeah. bump right now. By the way, I'm a beast, not a big. Deal. Oh yeah, dude, I'm, I'm actually DCYF with their eighth grade first grade win. Um, can't get over it. Still awesome job. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep on going. So um, that was my feeling on the draft, and we'll see. Like next year, I kind of set the record straight. I will say Ryan did try. Um, that's what matters. And because he tried, you know, I can't like be mad at him for it. Uh, but um, he's having, a, he's having ice cream Snickers. I might have one of those, something nice after these um, that, I mean, it pissed me off, but I think what pissed me off even more was after his, I mean, put it like this, pretty much what happened was Ryan went to a lift, decided to go wide grip bench instead of close grip bench, got kicked out. Then at the next, um, spring ball he came in five minutes late and then to top it off when it came to film he didn't show up so that's what kind of happened i think what after you make a couple of or maybe he had the wrong footwork yeah yeah, yeah yeah i like that more he didn't because and where in my in my um football career not showing up is adios immediately so um it was late on a check down yeah um so late bingo um and i think that's what made the pay gate such a big deal so obviously ryan raised a lot of money for a good cause we all know that but, um, and I didn't expect the Venmo to be late or that's the wrong word. I knew he was going to pay me if it had been, I think for me, it would have been, and here's the thing. I, um, I'm pretty good at gambling right now. So I have enough money in my Venmo that it was easily covering Ryan. Um, not a big deal. Um, but, uh, so I really wasn't freaking out because it's not like my Venmo, my Venmo is not empty, put it like that. Um, it's not like I was worried about the payouts right away. And as I said earlier, I know where he lives. Like if he didn't pay me, then like, guess what? Like I'm not going to go to your house. I'm going to go to your parents' house. I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I'm, I, I coach, right. I coach these kids how to be, I teach these kids how to play the game correctly. Um, but like I would have gone to his parents' house. I know that I've been like, your son didn't pay me. And I would have sat there and waited for Ryan to walk in. I would have had a couple sleepovers if a cook took, cook, took a couple days, but I was getting my money. You might've gotten three checks. My parents prefer check too. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you kind of back up how you feel about that. But my point in all that is, is that I kind of always knew that Ryan was going to pay. And if he hadn't, honestly, he'd be kicked out of the league. And if he, we would have had to figure out, like for me, it was, it was, um, it was disappointing. It wasn't immediately. Um, but as I said, like he never was a high scorer. I think that's what was one of the reasons with Pete being, um, not paying early last year was because he was, did he get, was he the highest score one week? I, I think, th- I, th- I think that did happen one week. Yeah. And um, yeah, Pete got dragged through the mud. Apologies to Pete. Your tissues are still in the mail along with uh, a check for some more. And um, yeah, Chris, we can keep it short and sweet on, on the pay gate situation. I think some guys have their, uh, their stuff together a little better than me. Um, I deserve a short leash for uh, three reasons for next year. And I think we, we're going to nip that in the butt. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think there was so much coverage of it. It's kind of like uh, the coverage of the NFL on ESPN that last week of August, 
where like you just want the game to start like i don't want any more of this like i i, I love the subject but like it's just like i'm over it like no more please and i think that's how i feel about paygate personally um you know it came for me at a time where i was super busy i didn't want to hear it and then the talk of me being a bad commissioner really made me question like do i want to be commissioner and let me tell you, I love being commissioner. There's nothing else I want more. But just that drama of a lot going on, like, I think it was pre-surprise party. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I hadn't, like, I hadn't really found my footing. And I think Paygate almost was a good thing for me. I mean, find my footing, realize that I had to sometimes put my foot down. Um, and you know what? Ryan made a surprise. He surprised me at Melrose High, right? Didn't see it coming, uh, right? Had a couple beers after, got to watch some, Jaguars, Bengals, nice, nice slow ride for me back to, to Concord. Not because I had too many, but, you know, just embracing the moment uh, that I got the payment. I had a good enough friend to come watch my youth football game and give me my payment. So, you know what? Here we are. I think it worked out. And Do we really need to mention anything else? No, water under the bridge. And uh, I know this probably wasn't your planned sponsor for the night, but I just got to say with Halloween around the corner, I was anticipating having these be the, the bite-sized mini Snicker ice cream oh. bars. I got a full ice cream bar here <clears throat> and I don't want to ruin my dinner, but I might have three or four of these during this podcast. These are fantastic. No. Right? And I mean, if, if you're going to get sponsored by Snickers, you're sp- we'll, we'll me as well. I just got to call in. Ding, ding, ring, ding, 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 ding. Um, oh, wow. How did I forget about this sponsor? Tonight's sponsor is from the frozen aisle of the pub. The easiest place to steal. You just put your hand in, grab two. And before you know it, you have two free um, ice creams. Fantastic. Thank you to the pub for allowing us to take whatever we want from you. Um, also, while you're at the pub, you can catch some entertainment. Rumor has it that uh, actually, I'm gonna hold this joke to myself and put it in the group. Um, <laughs> just, just you never know. You never know. So, uh, you know, let's just get into week four. So, Ryan originally wanted to have this day, this day in court, I guess, um, a while ago, just so we could go over week four. We're at the quarter point of the fantasy season. And before we start, I just want to read the current standings in the playoff um, projection, playoff percentage. So right now, in first place, with the highest amount of points, Alec, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say hello, um, Deitch's Peaches is in first place with a 70% chance of making the playoff. In second place, your finest commissioner, Alpha Beasts, 3-1 and one with a 77 chance percent chance of making the playoffs the highest in the league not a big deal um and third place the learners football team three and one uh 52 percent chance of playoff in fourth place daytona Haas daddies uh 32 percent place tied with him so these teams are all tied nucci is tied uh with 32 percent chance to make the playoff um next at two and two the cake stand sam he was a 47 percent chance to make the playoff then we have the beast cox a 36 percent chance at playing with making the playoff then we have the cakes. Uh, then we have the take a shot. The host, the other um, owner on tonight's podcast, at fourteen percent. We have the G spot two and two with a seven percent. This is where it gets interesting. With the one and threes, we have a fourteen percent from PD Pablo's, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker, thirteen percent chance at playoffs, and get downs on it at eight. Now, I just wanted to mention those numbers. I don't think they mean anything. This is why we play the game on Sunday. Right. There was one point where the Deaches Peaches this week against me had an 85% chance of winning. I ended up winning by 10. So this is why we play, but um, that's where we are right now. So let's quickly review 
week four because week five is right around the corner starts tomorrow night or for listeners tonight thursday night so we'll hit first off no we'll give the owner his first chance so take a shot played the nucci in the huddle and i think this might have argued will arguably have been the biggest game of the week because everyone knew about the three and overs two and one one matchup of me versus um Dietrich peaches but take a shot at one and two versus nucci in the huddle at two and two that's just a really big game because either Nucci is now tied for first place. And I think he actually had the most other than Dietrich speeches would have had the most points scored. So he would be in second place. Um, and if, if take a shot loses, if Ryan loses this game, he's one and three. And in that bottom four, I just mentioned. So if we look at the box score, Ryan won one twenty seven to one twenty one. Um, now I don't really want to go over the players because I think the talk of the town tonight was Austin Eckler on Monday night football going for 28. Right. I'll let you chime in now, Ryan, because I just went on for a while. But like, what did it feel like to have a big comeback win? Yeah, great, uh, great win that the shot picked up. Um, I'll be honest, I was thinking about that matchup all all week against the huddle. You know, coming into the uh, pod performance, I uh, I couldn't lose, and you know, we took a shot, we rolled the dice with starting some guys we wouldn't usually, but it's the big name players who stepped up. Tack Prescott with twenty seven, four TDs and under two hundred yards, I believe, too. So he really swung it, um, you know, for the big plays there. And Austin Eckler just doing what he does. Uh, great performance from the big dogs. Great week of football overall, by the way. Yeah, no, I, and I think it was a mix of college and pro. And uh, if we add on this week, you know, Coach Ryan's 2-0. and He's currently on a five-game coaching winning streak. It's probably going to end next week, I'll just be totally honest. Um, but if only we had won on that road trip last week, we'll see. Uh, so looking at your game, I'll give a quick breakdown. Tough environment. And Eckler going for a combined 55 was huge. It saved Godwin only going for seven. Um, the other big one was Corey Davis covered up your wide receivers and tight ends with a 19. For Nooch. Um, Avenger game. Yep. Lamar had 19. Zeke finally had a big game at 20. Now, well, one thing I'd be worried about with Nooch right now is that I don't know how many times Zeke is going to put up 20. I might be totally wrong, but I think when he puts up that many points, you'll take advantage of it. Uh, Hopkins only went for eight. Amari Cooper at 14. Noah Fant at 13. Henderson at 14. And the Buffalo's defense had... 22. Now, if the real reason Nucci lost, let's be honest, his kicker at one point. His kicker puts up his protected number. He wins. Um, and I think I think that was a really big matchup. And I'm happy that I'm, – I'm not going to lie. I went to bed before that game ended, and I was so excited that take a shot one. Um, ooh, a trade just got accepted in the league. Oh, my God. Breaking news. Oh, Miles uh, Gaskin for Trey Lance. The learners football team just got Trey Lance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dylan, I can offer a way better running back than Miles Gaskin. I have five of them. I'll give you the second best running back. Actually, I'm not trading Cordell Patterson. Miles, don't call him blow a gasket Gaskin. No, um, wow. Breaking news. That literally just came in. I'll be interested to see how we vote on that. So obviously take a shot with a big win. Now to the next matchup. Uh, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker earned his Venmo this week, um, dropping 152, which I think might be the highest we've had all year. If not, it's right next to some of Deitch's highest totals. So the standout for Dirty Mike was uh, Taylor Heineke going for 27 and obviously Tyree Kill going for 42. Two players combining for how much is that? 69 points because uh, Heineke had 27.9. You have two players combined for 69. It's almost impossible to lose. Then you've added the fact only three other players on his team went for single digits. Uh, Dirty Mike's meat locker was 0-3. 
Um, and lose with two guys in 69. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charter, uh, Ryan just flexed. Um, but to add on to my point, um, you have two guys have that many points. It's almost impossible to lose. Also, adding the fact that no, only three players on his team, including his kicker, def- including his kicker and defense, um, only had less than only three players with less than ten points. There's nothing you can do about that. I have been really impressed. The cake stand Sam had a had a rough start to the season um, at zero and one. I think he put up like fifty points in week one. His team has responded. He put up a hundred this week. Hundred. I mean, it's a good week not to put up like one twenty because unless one of his players, which they didn't, went up for three players to 20 or one of us at 40, there's no chance you're beating Mike. Like there's no way dirty Mike's meat locker um, was going to lose that game. So I think for Sam, it's one of those, you go back to the drawing board, you get ready for the next week and you're just happy. You didn't have your best week of the season. All right. Dirty Mike's meat locker earned the Venmo. Um, good for him. Now this the, the, to the team whose name will not be mentioned versus the PD Pablo. So what I find really interesting about this game is the team who should not be mentioned is now two and two. If I remember correctly, three weeks ago in the uh, – if I remember correctly, three weeks – oh, two weeks ago because it was week – at the end of week two, he wanted to make sure there was no last place punishment because he was so worried about being bad. Now 2-0, I think my pump-up speech to the team whose name we should not mention worked that week. Avada Kedavra. Um, and, you know, now here we are 2-2 two and two, and he's got a chance to make the playoffs. So the Daytona Haas Daddies, incredible comeback. Um I can't believe I just said their name. I just wanted to say I accidentally said Oh, Josh that. Turner deep. Josh Turner oh, deep. A heartbreaker for me. That was a good hit. All right, let's just get a push on the first five. Um, fuck. God damn it. That was a hell of a swing. You know, good for him. That was, uh, that was corked. Uh, I already cashed the first five mentally. God damn it. Hey, I, a lot of baseball left for some teams. All right. But, um, the public was all over LA. So we move on. Um, but looking at this game, tough L for the PD Pablos, just because Russell Wilson and Saquon Barkley, both there was a combined amount of 49 points. Um, and he still couldn't win the game. I think his big falling was the Sa- the saints only having one point against the giants needs way more points than that. <sighs> For the Daytona Haas daddies, he got carried by Devo Samuel, Derek Henry, and James Robinson, a combined 70 points between the three. Um, and you know what? If you have three good players getting 70, it's hard to beat. So the team whose name we should not mention, congrats on the win. But uh, that's what happens when you have three guys. Anything you want to add on that? Yeah, the Pablo's got a spell put on him by, by he who must not be named. Uh, Devo Samuel, what a game. Way to show up and um, – yeah, big week coming up for Daytona Hostadies for more reason than just football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next game we'll cover, the G-Spot versus the Beast Cox. Um, now, I'll be honest. The G-Spot is the one team I have no idea what's going to happen. Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Alaire. That's a great big three. Um, Marquise Brown, total toss-up. Brandon Ayuk, total toss-up. David Montgomery, who's now hurt, total toss-up. Um, so I was really impressed by the week by the G spot having 119 beating with Beast Cox 98 to 190, 119 to 98. Um, great week by him. Mahomes putting up 31. It's huge. Alaire putting up 18. Uh, the David Montgomery going 22. It was just a great week by the G spot. Beast Cox, I mean, tough game for Josh Allen playing in the rain. Dalvin Cook only having five points really hurt him. And I think that's really the main story. Dalvin Cook only having five and Adam Thielen 
having six combining for 11.5 points, you're not going to win like that. Right. And uh, that's why I put up 89. So anything you want to mention? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of these performances that we just went over a lot of high scores this week. I'm loving, um, I'm loving the quarterback play as of late, you know, me, I like to see the guys who aren't always uh, at the top of the draft boards for the quarterback play. Heineke had a really strong game. I'm seeing some other guys you wouldn't really expect. I think it's, it's getting pretty interesting at this point of the year in terms of which quarterbacks are performing. You know what? Well, you mentioned quarterback play. We'll just get to what I actually know. I want to save that for last. So then finally, we have two more games. The next one, get downs on it versus learns football team. Get downs on it, gets the monkey off his back. He is now one and three. The learners football team is three and one. Uh, the, learners, the learners football team kind of struggled. Tom Brady only had 11. Melvin Gordon, seven. Devontae Adams, nine. Joe Mixon, 13. Terry McLaurin didn't go for 23, but that's not enough to win your team the game. Other than McLaurin, Nixon, and Brady, only nobody else was over double digits. Brady and Mixon only went for 11 and 13. So it's really hard to win a game when you go like that. For Kevin... Herbert put out a great game of 21. Najee Harris at 18. DJ Moore, 29. Stefan Diggs, 14. DeJounte Johnson, 19. When you really think about that, I mean, Kevin's kicker even got hurt during the game, Robbie Gould, and he still up on, put up on 28. Like, Robbie Gould's still playing. That's wow. How many lollipops for that guy? Too many. Um, but <sighs> Kevin really had a great game. Um, he, he, I, I, the only person who outscored him this week was obviously um, Dirty Mites Meat Locker, which reminds you that whenever there's a bad start, regression is going to happen. It can be positive regression. It can be negative regression. If you go 0-3, that week four, I would hate to play that team. It's like the 0-2 teams against the spread in the NFL you play against. You don't want to play them. Like, they're bound. They're bound to play well. They're professionals. Dirty Mites Meat Locker and Kevin are both professionals when it comes to fantasy. They're bound for every week. You won. Yes, he did. Um, anything else you want to add to that game? No, now, the Lawrence football team actually it. interesting. Considering they just made the tra- trade for Trey Lance. Um, I know that – actually, I'm going to wait for the three-point stance, a.k.a. the big dig today. Um, but I have a hot take about the Lawrence football team. I thought that the uh, Deaches Peaches busted too early, but I think there's a real team that busted too early. Finally, in the game that we all thought was the game of the week, the two highest-scoring teams – put together the lowest scoring combined matchup of the season. Me, myself, and I, um, the Alpha Beasts versus Deaches Peaches. Now, this was a game of, as the owner of the Alpha Beasts, a game of just madness, right? Early on, it looked like I was going to kick his ass. Then all my 1 p.m. players played absolutely terrible. Um, And then he, then I think Deaches, I said, went up to 85%. His whole 4 p.m. players played terrible. And it was just a terrible performance. So... (laughs) This is when you know it was crazy. Our quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts went for 28, Kyler Murray went for 22. Other than that, there was a combined 110 points between our 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 16 players. It was probably the worst fantasy game of the year against the two high scores. Let's quickly review. Jalen Hurts, 28. This is for the Alpha Beast, a.k.a. me. Chris Carson, only three points. Chubba Hubbard, only eight. DK Metcalf was my only big player, 14. Keenan Allen, seven. Travis Kelsey, four. Brandon Cook, seven. Dolphins, six. Jason Myers, four. For Deach, Kyler Murray, 22. Damian Harris, three. Devin Singletary, nine. CeeDee Lamb, two. Michael Pittman, eight. Darren Waller, 13. Mike Williams, one. 
The Browns defense 10, Daniel Carlson won. Now, I think that's just the worst fantasy game of the season. I think it's just funny. It was against the two high-scoring teams. It was a huge win for me. Neither of us deserved to win. I shot Deitch a text Monday morning, and before the Monday night game, I was like, FYI, neither of us deserved to win. I don't know if you want to add anything. I was kind of a quick soliloquy, but I mean, when you have two teams, the projected score is 122 to 107, 82 to 72. Um, I think for me, I would have been in shambles if I had not won because I had Cordonell Patterson on the bench um, and I almost started him over Brandon Cooks. But hey, you know what? There's a new uh, top chance to win the ch- to make the playoffs here and it's me and you know what? I'm happy I won. Hey, you got a lot of uh, lot of things to worry about, Chris. But you're still a GM at the end of the day. So kudos to you. Yeah, no, I mean that that's one of those wins. I think I probably have my. I'm hoping 82 is my lowest amount of the season, and I won the game. So I can't complain. There, you know, you get you you have those games where you're just really happy um, that you end up getting the W. I don't think I earned a W, but I got it. Um, so. Great game, Alec. I'm happy that it was close and fun, but let's never, both of us, I don't think we'll have that low scoring event. We wasn't looking ahead. Yeah, both of us looking ahead. So that's where I think right now, after the quarter week, I think between Paygate, all the stuff that happened um, and everything else, I think we're in a great spot. Week four, anything you want to add, Ryan? No, it's been a good, in a normal year, quarter, quarter way through the season, although we have a, a 17th week this year um, or a 17th game on the schedule for each team. It's been a great quarter so far, a lot going on in the league. And you know what? A lot of football to be played. So a lot of things could happen in the next couple, uh, couple of weeks here. Um, the standings start to shake out. So let's just get, we renamed the, the three point stance, the big dig tonight, two of uh, 20 minutes outside of Boston's finest here. Um, so, you know, I'll give my first one. I already hinted at it. Is the learners football team in trouble? Now, we know about uh, Cormac's injury problems to start the season. Um, a lot was going on with this team. I think of the trade tonight, the Trey Lance trade, is a panic trade. Like, he's got Brady in as his QB1. And, I mean, he had no backup quarterback, so I guess it makes sense to trade for one. But, like, you're trading for someone who was a free agent last week. You're giving up Miles Gaskin for him. I mean, it just seemed like someone – and Cormac's short on running backs – so it's one of those things I just don't get. Like he's starting Samaj P. Ryan this week, which will work out because Joe Mixon's out. But um, like he's not going to be a long-term solution. So this the rest of the season right now is running backs are Jeff Wilson, who has an O next to his name. Um, and he is in the on the PUP list. And then Michael Carter, who's like not going to do anything. And then Latavius Murray. So, I mean, trading your running back for a backup quarterback seems like a panic move. Now, we know he's blue collar. We know he works hard. Um, but, like, that's just kind of spooked me. And after a bad week, and he's got a big game this week against the Beast Cox, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not super positive for him. So, Yeah, I think uh, one thing I'll say about the Mariners, taking a look at the roster, we might have mixed up some running backs there too. But Cormac uh, in the Learners football team, no one spends more time on Madden. No one spends more time working um, the trade angles. And so year in and year out, the learners find a way to scratch and claw, just like they're going through, uh, you know, a pile of feces and conquered. But, you know, it's an interesting trade and we'll see how it shakes out. I think it's a big, uh, a big kind of potential reward though. You could see Trey Lance maybe really coming into his, coming into his own in the second half of the year. We'll see how it shakes out though. Interesting move. Yeah. 
No. Um, all right. So give me your first three takes. So three point stance here. I'm going to make my first hot take of my, uh, of my appearance here tonight. Recently it came into my attention that we don't really know really what the gauge is to be had on the budget system. So I'm seeing a lot of teams really spend in areas they maybe shouldn't. I haven't dipped too much into my budget for the free agency. Does Nooch have worse money management given his profession mm-hmm. than, he, than even me? I heard he indulged in a couple of pop tarts the other night and spent a hefty dose. Uh, I think it was 17 lollies even on a kicker. Yeah. That's now, a- granted, his kicker just had one point. Last time I checked, my check cashed, Chris. And you can, uh, you can affirm that here. Um, but yeah, my hot take is that the huddle has worse money management skills than the shot. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No, tough week for new, uh, tough is a hard word. Um, but no, just, you know, typical, like why, like, you know, you have a couple of pop tarts and there you are. My hot take number two is fall the greatest season of all time. Now I know that in our group chat, Nooch was always arguing for fall. Um, and then like what happened was we had those first couple of weeks of cold or that, that really cold week in September that everyone gets. And it makes you kind of forget like how great fall can be. The last couple of days of 75 and beautiful have blown my mind. There's little foliage on the tree. And I was one of those people who was like, how dare you think there's a better season than the summer? Why? Chris's pool. My pool's closed right now, right? I can't dominate the season. I can't like jack up the season. I can't like long arm the season. I can't put a rip move on it. Like, but you know what? My pool might be closed, but it, it's just been an epic season of weather. Uh, the IPAs are flowing. You know, there's no shirt off season right now. So I can enjoy like being a beast, eating and drinking. Um, and I think like it's almost bulking season and it's nice out. So, and then cuffing season too, cuffing season, cuffing season, a little bit of everything. So I think my hot take is that, and this is some people's hot take for me this fall is the best season. Yeah. You know me, Chris, I'm a big summer guy. I like to push my duties aside as we've, uh, as we've discussed, fall looks pretty good right now. There's an exciting football season going on, and um, you can't forget about fall baseball, too. There's a lot to be happy about these days. Mm-hmm. No, you can hit me with yours. So my second hot take, where is the bottom of the league, as it appears now, going to end up at the top? And I have a pretty bold prediction here. As I'm looking at the standings right now, and you know, I'm going to go right to the head here. I got the peaches coming up. The peaches are reeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there was talks about the peaches uh, peaking too early. And the peaches started to look ahead to the matchup against the shot and put up 82 points. Sitting at three and one right now, that could easily flip in the next couple of weeks here. You'd hate to see a two game skid. I am going to predict that the peaches heard it here first. The peaches are not going to make the playoffs at the end of this year. Wow. That is a hot take. I love it. Is that? Wow. I still can't get up. Wow. Wow. Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, who knows? Maybe, or no, I think it's Julio Jones. Maybe you're right. Um, my third and final take in the big dig. 
don't know if you guys are ready for this one. Don't be stupid. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're ready. Um, the third and final take is that Dylan is a liberal, right? Like I think like based off his recent actions in the group me, um, you know, he he was worried about Kenya, and I told him about can I? Like I put him in his place, right? Um, you know what? Actually, let me restate. I was kind of looking. My hot take is that Dylan is not ready for fatherhood. His kid is going to be 13 years old. We all know what Colin said last week about his kid. We don't need to add on to that. Um, but I think Dylan, my third take, so it's not that Dylan is a liberal. It's Dylan's not ready for fatherhood, right? His son's going to come home one day, high as a kite, and be like, hey, dad, can I? He's going to be like, dad, you hear about Kenya? And then just says, Dylan will be like, what do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, can you put this joint in your mouth and get high with me? And I think D- Dylan's not ready for that. Dylan's not ready for the silliness of a, of a child, 13-year-old in a couple of years. So, you know what? I'm going to keep taking shots at Dylan. Um, why? It's not because he's done anything. Because it's like, I don't even think he's in the league. Um, his team should not – like the team, I think I, – I don't know. I've heard some things that his team doesn't get named. But, yeah, Dylan is still on my three-point stance. He's not ready for fatherhood. But I will be honest, I can't wait for Friday. Friday's going to be electric. Um, so that's my third take. It should be a great day. Um, I'll round it out here with my third hot take for the big dig. I have a prediction coming for this coming winter. Uh, or sorry, this, this coming spring. You all saw the trailer come out for the new Game of Thrones. Yep. I think this new uh, angle that the group is taking on Game of Thrones is going to be not only better than season eight, right? It was a little bit of a letdown. It's got to be better than season eight. It's hard. We all saw the trailer coming. I have a take here coming that the house of the dragons uh, is going to be the best season yet. And I think we're going to get returned to glory for the days we're watching in 25 at school, early thrones. I think house of the dragons is going to be the best, uh, thrones season yet if you can call it a, if you can call it a throne season you know it's, it's a legacy a dynasty um familia whatever you like to call it i think it's gonna be our best action in that series yet i agree and i think now the cgi is so legit it's gonna be awesome um so we still got a couple more segments so let's just go right on so who's hot who's not uh, i'm gonna hit who's hot who's hot is pumpkins in front of the front step um i we've hit october Pumpkins are back out. Obviously, they're not ready to be carved yet, but you are now seeing pumpkins on front people's steps. There's nothing better than that fall mood. Um, pumpkins on step is who's back, who's who's hot. Ryan, you got one? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with a who's hot right now, and that's boyfriend. Oh. Some unlikely, uh, some unlikely turn of events, right, for some of the boys getting in one lately. Uh, I think with cuffing season coming around the corner, we might even see some others shake out. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a couple more uh, eggs in the basket, so to say, and there's going to be some more relationships coming up, packing an end for the fall weather. Winter's coming after that. Uh, single summer's over, ladies. Yep, and I got a – I know someone Kevin should take on a date. He does too. Um, let's just say my surprise party, me and Kevin saw each other in the morning. Um, now, my next – who's not is the New York Yankees, right? I think they've won one title since 2000. I mean, I'm the biggest pretend Red Sox fan there is, but um, right. Like Yankees fans, come on. Only one title. Like I know you've won 20, whatever, 
But how many of those were you alive for? How many of those are you older than 10 for? No comment. Um, that's my who's not. Ryan, you're up. My who's not right now. And this is, a, this is a tough one to swallow. But Cormac and I talked about this today. It's the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots right now, they're not the same uh, team that I grew up watching that we all um, you know, annoyed. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. Annoyed everyone to death with, with the success. I love watching Mac Jones play, but the problem is the roster right now. Yeah, and I don't So my who's not this week is the front office of the past. Stephon Gilmore news came out today. Uh, we can touch on that if you'd like to. My gripe is with the front office these days because for the first time in my lifetime, the roster cannot just continue to take hits like this. Don't have Brady. We don't have, uh, you know, the recycling door that we have, revolving door of the different defensive players. The roster is starting to matter these days, and the front office is now put on notice. No, I agree. Um, when the only bone I have to pick was the pass. Is there, like, you're going to throw, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. Like, I know Jones had a ton of completions in a row. He threw 50 passes against the Saints, and, like, you're not going to take any deep shots. Like, I know he's a rookie, but, like, it's not like he didn't throw the ball deep to Devontae Smith in college. Like, it's not like he can't do it. Yeah, um, and here's, here, here's my thing. Did any of us think week four we'd be talking about the problem with this team is Mac Jones throwing 50 times a game? Right, rookie quarterback. We're going to string him along. He's growing up before our eyes after a great game this past Sunday versus Tom. Uh, you know, the problem in my eyes is the rest of the team. And Mac Jones doesn't really look like the problem right now as a rookie quarterback. No, I agree. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. Um, finally, I'm going to end on a hot take just because I'm in the mood. I want to be positive tonight. Um, who is hot? Is uh, Oh my God. Can you do your next one? Cause I had it on top of my head. I can't remember. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, sure. I got, I got it ready to go. Who's hot right now is food. I made the call last night to not go to the Red Sox game. Um, had tickets to potentially go definitely nervous about the game. Tensions were high on both sides, racked up a big order at the star market Had a lot of good eats for the game. And, uh, now that the food is back into the fold, my weight is probably going to be going up, but that's all right. Um, but who's hot right now is the grocery store. Great time to uh, check out some of our sponsors too. No, I, I, I agree. Um, now, oh, well, we're there. The, this podcast is sponsored by the Price Chopper in Canton. Uh, if you need a mediocre chicken cutlet, if you need a mediocre sausage patty or some frozen cheeseburgers, this is the price chopper for you. Chop that price in half, get a bush light for $20 and enjoy your weekend. Um, my final who's hot of this week is, um, you know, I'm just going to get right to it, is two TVs, right? There's no better season of the year than football season for two TVs. Um, I think almost it's one of those things that's mandatory now, red zone channel and regular. I know on Saturday, I hope to have two TVs going with whatever I'm doing. We got Arkansas and Ole Miss at noon. We also have Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, it's one of those weekends you just need, it's one of those parts of the year you need two TVs and I love it. So two TVs is hot. Um, during the spring and winter, it becomes a little unnecessary unless it's March madness time, but two TVs is hot now. Oh, sorry. Now, this is also, I'm going to go a fourth who's hot and lead it into my Mount Rushmore of favorite drinks at work 
um, at the bar during a work day. So right now, um, obviously, I'm an educator. I'm not going to go do my job intoxicated ever. Um, but I do understand the importance of a nice drink during the day. Um, so I'm going to get involved in this. And I'm going to say my first pick of the Mount Rushmore is an IPA. Um, and that's who's also hot. Our IPAs are so in right now. There's nothing better than a Saturday hay burner. I just think IPAs at lunch um, in any situation is a great call sometimes if you're not drinking a lot. Just because you can have two, it makes it much more acceptable to have a salad um, because you are full from the carbs. And then the second aspect is, is like there's nothing nicer than like a four IPA buzz. Um, and I think I've, I've never gone to work like that, obviously, as I've said, but I feel like that's an appropriate way to go back to work rather than like ripping tequila. So that's my first Mount Rushmore of um, favorite drinks at at the bar during work day. Yeah, I'll lead right into that. My favorite drink uh, at the bar during a work day, believe it or not, good time of the year for this is hot coffee. Um, getting a hot coffee uh, during this time of the year is pretty good. Uh, being in New England, everyone thinks we just do the iced coffee year round. If it's not negative degrees, we're going cold, we're going ice. Uh, nothing like a little Jamaican me run to the shitter. So uh, hot coffee's in for me right now. If you get it at the bar, you can do a little Bailey's in it. Um, hot coffee's my pick for the Mount Rushmore during work. Now, my second one is I'm just going to get plain. I mean, obviously, I've never done this, so this might be a rookie move. I am going to go with a Bloody Mary um, filling. I think, like, if you're having a lunch drink, you shouldn't get too toasted. Um, you, it's easy to change. It's easy to change lanes right, um, right to whatever you get to. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that, that'll be my buddy, Mar buddy Mary's too. Give me your two. Uh, so my second is, uh, cloud candy. Cloud candy has become a new favorite these days. Cloud is incredible. Um, great beer to get. And I think Chris, you and I actually had a couple cloud candies, uh, after that tough defeat in Melrose. Um, just a good football beer, good football beer, tasty. Um, you are able to have, uh, you're able to have one or two and just feel like you're really in football season. So pair that with your IPAs, but a little specific here, uh, cloud candy. It might not be cores where it's like the mountains are blue. Um, but cloud candy reminds me of cotton candy, right? Ooh, 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 uh, uh, ooh, cotton candy. You get those fall outfits with a little bit of a cloud candy, uh, a little bit of a cloud candy IPA during football season. You can't beat it. No, that's perfect. Hey, oh, hey, oh, cotton candy. And I'm going to pull an alpha move right now. I'm going to close them out Rushmore because this was a good idea when I started. But as someone who's never had a work drink, I don't think it's appropriate to me to get involved. Um, and my next two picks aren't going to be entertaining. Because of that, I'm just going to go into, I don't think we were planning up. Ryan, I'm going to give you an over-under right now. We'll go one minute of rapid fire over-under and odds. I'm looking at the clock. Let's do it. Over under three and a half amount of Red Sox uh, playoff games won. Red Sox playoff games won. Yeah, I'm going to go over three. They won the first series. Interesting. Over or under amount of Guinnesses on Columbus Day weekend, nine and a half. This weekend, I'm going to go under on Guinnesses. It was a heavy Guinness weekend last weekend. It's supposed to be warm this weekend. Over under. Um, the amount of arrests Cormac makes in his first year as a police officer, 15. I think that's a pretty high number. Uh, it's going to depend how much gas is in the tank, but 
I'll probably take the the under there. Over under amount of Trumps to be in the presidency, one and a half. Uh, we talking it can fam- be family members. Both it can be him again or family members. Is Ivanka running? Is that her name? Uh, that's what I'm asking. That's the last one. We said one minute. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Interesting. And finally, I'll finish it off with over under amount of neon pieces of clothing I will wear this year. Three and a half. I'm going over, especially it's a long year, but uh, you a big, big sports mannequin. Um, I, I was gonna say you're like a dick sports mannequin. You're like a highlighter. All right, so um, we're at the or we're about to be at the hour mark. I understand our listeners live really important lives. We have to make sure that we they aren't spending too much time listening to me. And also, you know, um, I'm almost ready for Betty by it's 10:15 local time. So finally, we just got to get to it. I want a boat cruise recap. Um, obviously, I was not there. The homecoming for work really got in my way. Um, it, it just was almost impossible with that. And then Saturday, I was so toast. I also made the mistake of telling my girlfriend, um, actually the mistake, I, in case she ever listens to this, it was not a mistake. Before thinking of it being boat cruise weekend, I, I was like, we're getting dinner on Saturday. Like, let's do something nice. So before I even knew that all the boys were coming on Saturday, um, I had already bought into dinner and I thought to myself, oh, next week's a three-day weekend. I'll just go off next weekend when almost everyone's gone. Um, so I really set myself up for failure when it came to the boat cruise and the whole weekend. I wish I was there. So I want to recap. So can you recap it for us? Yeah, quick recap right off the bat. Uh, outstanding guests by the, the gents on D Street there for, um, for some little rooftop uh, beverages beforehand. Great to see some familiar faces, but great to see some faces from outside of town, too. Uh, we had the Smokey Bear there, which was great to host him. We had a terrible time listening to some pretty terrible music, unfortunately, too. Um, Smokes looks great. He borrowed a jacket. And uh, to start this recap off, Smokes uh, finished up his shower and said to me, he's like, hey, I think I'm just going to go polo. Are you just going to do that? And Coming from me, this is probably a shock to the system. I said, Smokes, this is really the only time of the year where you're going to see the boys in suits. You really got to wear a suit. And uh, lo and behold, he didn't have anything but I think jeans uh, in a polo. So long story short, I, I let him dive into the closet. He looked dashing. He looked like a 55 out of 10. And uh, the last piece before we walked out the door, he said, should I not wear the Gatorade hat? And although I voted yes to make him uh, appear like Happy Gilmore showing up uh, to tap the keg, he uh, he shed the Gatorade hat. We went on to the D Street uh, little function beforehand, and then as soon as we were above uh, above water there on the boat, terrific time had by all. Great to see some old uh, alum from school really there for a great cause. Everyone looked great. No surprise. Uh, Kevin looked dynamite, but best stress of the night. Sleeper pick. I'm going with a one ploppy ploppy look wow. fabulous with his new shoes. I think he got a chirp from the keg stand mm-hmm. um, in terms of like what he decided to wear for his shoes and maybe even the belt uh, size. I thought uh, the Ploppington looked terrific. Uh, shoes were working for him. He's been on a tear as we know. Um, and then the boys recapped, uh, at the local cottage as well, where, like I said, there was a few Guinnesses, um, shared. So overall great night for a great cause. Great to see some, uh, some of our good buddies.
Now, what was the high point of the weekend? Was it was and that, actually before we get there? How did Smokey sleep in the Marriott or the Holiday Inn or whatever hotel it was? So Smokey slept in the Comfort Inn. Shout out Morrissey Boulevard in Dorchester. He uh, he came home with me Friday uh, Friday night uh, after he arrived and after the boat cruise, and I was pretty tired, so I jetted up in, uh, inside out of our Uber, ran upstairs. And uh, ran upstairs to bed, forgetting that he was thanking the Uber driver. Um, unfortunately, the door was was locked behind him, and uh, my phone was already on the charger, so I couldn't hear him calling. And so, long story short, he ended up uh, staying in the Comfort Inn, checking out beautiful Dorchester. Uh, let's just say the coffees were on me. Shout out Cafe Little Italy uh, in the morning. Wow. I mean, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I'm so jealous. I couldn't go. Who's the MVP of the weekend? Is it smokes? It's hard for him not to be when he's. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to point any, anywhere else. Everyone else played, played their hearts out, but it really is just a great time when the party on skates comes to town. Smokes was a riot. He was wearing, um, he was wearing his favorite Gatorade hat all weekend, yelling, go birds. Anyone who cared or didn't care in the North end or out in Southie, um, good highlight was when Smokes and I were, uh, were sharing a couple drinks watching the football game Sunday, um, with a couple of other boat members. And one of the Bruins guys walked by and Smokes couldn't believe it. And I was like, yeah, they, they're here to see you, Smokes. They're here to see the party on skates. So getting a shout out for McAvoy, um, to the party on skates was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish I had been there, but. You know, soon enough, I will busy right now, but, um, you know what, it, it, we're getting close to bedtime and we're hitting an hour and you know what, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, so Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. I think this was a wonderful pod. Um, I'm happy you got to defend yourself in the morning. I'll be writing my three minute soliloquy, giving my power rankings. Um, I'm going to, if you've already listened this far, you will know that the number one team on my power rankings is the Cardinals. My number two team is the Bills. Three and four or five will be released. Um, but wow, what a podcast. And Ryan, you did not disappoint. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, terrific host, commissioner, GM, and better, uh, better, more friend as always, Chris. So thank you. I appreciate it. You know what? I can't wait for everyone to listen. Um, and yeah, no, well, thank you, Ryan. And thank you guys for listening to uh, Crying for Information. Anything we want to say, Ryan? Go Saints, you idiots. Go Saints, you idiots. Don't donate to, don't up your donation from uh, $250 to 2500 because that's absurd. And um, bon voyage. Have a great night. And I hope everyone enjoys the pod.